It is podcast time, hockey fans. Thank you for watching this Dan K. Show production presented by the Pueblo Bulls. What's going on, hockey fans? The biggest show of the year is here, and not just because it's the first one of 2023. I'm not pulling a tricky one on you. This is not only Power Rankings Week, it's also live from the Tampa Showcase, which is about to kick off behind us. And on top of that, we're unveiling our three Holiday Follow Challenge winners. Dan, what was that number you just said? Well, first, before I go back to that, I look to my left-hand man. My consigliere, and today my assistant on the bench who will be drawing up some of the fun plays for you live, Lucas Jones. Welcome to the booth. I'm going to be writing a lot today. I feel like a big tough hockey coach right now. I'm going to be writing stuff. I'm going to be erasing with the palm of my hand because, you know, we don't care. We're tough. We don't mind a little dry erase oh, marker on the hands. It's going to be a little bit different today. You're not going to have all the fancy graphics, but I'll tell you what, we're still going to get the best hockey analysis around. You're going to get the best hockey analysis around and even better. There's something we were supposed to announce tonight. Some watch parties going on around USPHL Nation. I want to start here. The Holiday Follow Challenge in its fifth year in existence has totaled over those years around 20,000 votes over five years. Last season, the record was set with just slightly above 8,000 total votes. If I told you this year that we put up 22,700 and 31 votes as the final official tally for the Holiday Follow Challenge. Lucas, I would tell you that you were lying to me if you told me that was another. That's insane. And that is 100% due to the commitment from you all at home voting over and over and over and over and, and over, over and over. And I want, I want you to know this. Dan, what was that number again? 22,731 total votes. I want you to know that with the exception of the 14 votes I got on email, every single vote hand counted by this man here. Hand counted. And I tell you, <laughs> this was, it was one of those situations where I'm like, ah, oh, Lucas, I got the counting job. I can take care of that. That won't be a problem. But I'll tell you what, it did turn into one, Lucas. It was it was a lot to get done. A zillion votes, it felt like at times. What an incredible experience to watch these votes come in and the final countdown go blasting through. Apparently, this is the cut-through spot to get the uh, stuff in the back room for the restaurant. That's going to be interesting. But you know what? This is live. This is, this is what live <laughs> television is. Dan, let's stop the people from waiting. Let's go. We have got... Not technically one through three, but we've got to announce them in order. So let's start with our third highest vote-getting team. I will tell you this. There were three organizations who put up over 5,000 votes in this year's competition. That is incredible. There were four horses in this race on the final day. Three, we were able, we, we normally do one. We've always done one in the past. We talked about two and we were able to work some magic and by that I mean I am willing to write some personal checks <laughs> to get ourselves out to three because three teams got over the 5,000 mark and that number was just too big to ignore. Let's announce the first team through this team just slightly over the 5,000 mark with 5,013 votes. Pop, pop, baby, the Battle Creek Colonels. Number three overall in the Holiday Follow Challenge. 
Tristan Jensen, crazy story, back-to-back championships. I will tell you, every year there is a storyline that blows my mind. This year, there was a certain fighting championship that I will not mention live on the air that helped them get a lot of votes. You can find it yourself if you're good at the internet. But Battle Creek, the Colonels, finishing in third, and they will get a visit from the Dan K Show. Lucas, are we at a point where we can officially announce these visits or no? Uh, we are at a point where we can officially announce these visits. We can. You think so? I think so. I, you know what? Let's let's be careful. Let's be careful. Let's be careful. Let's for be once we'll be cautious. Careful, be cautious, and wait to make that announcement. Battle Creek at number three. Number two overall. In the Holiday Follow Challenge standings, he put the wrong team down. He's going to have to use that hand in the race. I tallied the votes. I know the standings. (laughs) I should have told him before he wrote it down. But number two overall, I trust he will be done by the time I finish the sentence. With 5,000, again, 5,006 was the tally for Battle Creek, I think I just said. Ogden, with 5,000. 1,064 votes. The Ogden Mustangs finish in second place. Those wild, wild horses are back at it yet again. The boys in Ogden have gotten it done. You know, they say sometimes, oh, you know, your vote doesn't count. Look at that. Of course your vote counts. Your vote counts because I counted it. Now imagine (laughs) doing this 5,006 times as a one-man wrecking crew. I'm tired. I'm tired. You all did a great job, and I'm exhausted. Now he will write down the correct team who finished number one overall, not only winning this year, but winning by more than 2,000 votes over last year's winning total. They more than doubled this total from last season. They are a sponsor of the Dan K Show this year. They have fallen in love, fallen in love with our business, and honestly, we fall in love with what they do. But they put up five thousand two hundred and three votes. Lucas did not know the number. You can see him slowly learning it as I put it down. <laughs> Run with the Bulls, the Pueblo Bulls in Colorado. Once wasn't enough for these guys. They want to bring us back again. And this time, we're bringing the hot sauce. They made us eat hot sauce. I'm bringing Jersey hot sauce with us. And their crew, Mario and Tristan, they're going to have to go on our version of their own show. Yeah, we're asking the questions. We've got some hot sauces. But I'll tell you what, it, it goes to show you, I think, a couple of things. The first thing is, is that, you know, obviously they're a sponsor of the show. But what does that mean? It means they're locked in, right? They, the fan base knows what is going on in terms of social media, right? They're, they know how to motivate their fans, their players their families they're tapped in with what the social media world is and as you can see Dan two teams from the future NCDC West coming in with over 10,000 votes just on their own the end the future NCDC West is tapped in the Pacific teams are tapped in Premier and Elite teams are tapped in all across the country it was awesome it was great not having to count those votes just to see those numbers come in I imagine it was just as impressive for you and yeah and I'd love to work some magic with the folks in Nashville I want to talk about the Nashville Spartans for a second in fourth place 4,203 votes they sat in first place for two weeks of this competition their fan base what a group out there what a parent base what a family base what a team I, I trust me you don't got to twist my arm to get me to go to Nashville, so like, let's talk. But let's figure it out. Let's figure it out. But again, congratulations to everybody. I want to let you guys know, like, 
The outpouring of love and support that this is for us, for what we do, the validation this provides to see all of you around the country voting for your favorite players, for your favorite teams. And it's, it's what this is all about for us, right? It's putting a spotlight on the fan bases, on the organizations, and most importantly, these young athletes that play the game of hockey. We're going to celebrate. This week, we will be announcing, you'll see as time goes on here over the next couple of days, we'll be announcing those appearance dates coming up over the next two months. One in Pueblo, Colorado, one in Ogden, Utah, and the final in Battle Creek, Michigan. We'll be seeing all three of those teams live. You'll get a day with the Dan K Show. I will put Ogden, Pueblo, and Battle Creek on blast right now. Last season, the mayor gave me a key to the city, and I am still unofficially the mayor of Isanti, Minnesota, because that is what that honor means. So as mayor of Isanti, of Isanti, Minnesota, I do expect at least one key. If I don't get one key out of three, I'll be disappointed. If I get zero keys, I will I will probably end the holiday follow challenge. I, I think the best part about having keys to the city is that I have mine on display. I know you have yours on display as well. Correct. When people see it, they go, what is that? And when I tell them it's a key to the city, they're usually very confused. <laughs> um, but, I mean, what better city than I Sandy to have a key to? We're so excited to get to visit two new areas to us, Battle Creek and Ogden. One area very familiar that we're very excited to get back to, Pueblo. But now it's time to get on to the main event here, Dan. It is. And my computer's dying as we get started, as is true Dan K. Show tradition. So I'll have to plug this in at some point here live on the air, but we'll get it done. But let's start in the Elite Lucas at number 10. These guys don't need to steal nothing, these bandits. It's the Bridgewater Junior Bandits. The Bandits at number 10, Lucas. This is a team that they've been fun to watch all season long. They've got the most games played in that division in New England, but you got to watch out for Bridgewater. Well, I think Bridgewater, they're a tough team to face. They're a tough team, I think, in a lot of different ways. I think they can beat you in a lot of ways, but I think their biggest thing is their tenacity, and that's what earns them a spot in the top 10 right here. They are a battle team. They're battle-tested. They'll battle every team they face, and I just love kind of the grittiness with the way they play the game. And then when they break out, they'll go by it. They've got some skill on that squad as well. Yeah, 32 games played already for these young men this season. And Dan Case, now, this is what live TV is all about, guys. We are working on the fly to get to my notes here so I can talk to all of you about this Bridgewater Bandits team. They won't play their first game in the second half of the season until Sunday. But you look at this squad right now, they are tearing it up. Apparently, I don't know how the website works because I've gone to the wrong page. Didn't you build the website, Dan? Yes, I did. And I am working on it. We're here. <laughs> we got DeCanto here. 23 goals, 20 assists. Liam Norton, Kyle Wilson, Timmy Luna, who's as big as the moon when it comes to coming up big in big situations for his squad. And then a net 7-2 Ethan Bayros, as well as Luca Bruns, who Luca's going to have to come up big. 3.56 so far this year. This is a guy who, as the second half comes to fruition, as I'll put this close to Lucas so you can write these down ahead of time, this is going to be a team that relies heavily on this net money to get the job done. They can find a way to score it. They can play hard-nosed defense. I like the Bridgewater Junior Bandits just barely edging out the Aviators, who are basically our number 11 right now. Number 9. Let's go to Tampa, just outside the door, the Tampa Bay Juniors. They might be 10 feet away from us, but they're only 9 spots away from being number 1 in the USPHL Elite. This Tampa Bay junior side, Lucas, gradually getting better. They always do it at this elite level. Well, it's classic Tampa Bay juniors, right? It's it's slow, slowly but surely over the course of a season, they get better and better and better. And then around January, they come back from holiday break where other teams 
They're a little slow, a little too much ham, a little too much turkey. Same. Same, obviously. But they just come out firing, right? And I think they're primed for it right here. The elite right now very much in flux, it feels like. Even though the rankings haven't changed as much as they have in the premiere, it feels like there's there's a lot of a lot of opportunity to move. Brendan Sickles leading the way with 26 points for this side. Ari Blatt, Robert Sheets, Kevin Dion, Tyler Massendale, Daniel Cullen. The best Cullen since uh, Edward Cullen, who is a vampire who glows glittery when he goes out in the sunlight, unlike all other vampires who just burst into flames. Dylan Bruce and Jonathan Jensen in net. This Tampa Bay Juniors team, talk about a team on the rise. Watch out for TBJ. You know, teams with three letters as a name, TBJ, another one at number eight. How about IHC, the Islanders Hockey Club, led by Coach Jay Punsky? Well, I mean, the Islanders Hockey Club, they're, when they're behind Coach Punsky and they're running their systems, they're, they're doing really well, right? It's an organization that does so well with the movement from elite to premier, right? They have guys move up, they have guys move back when they need more skating time. And Coach Punsky uses that system very well. I think he's built a consistently good product in the elite as well as in the premier. And they're just playing classic Islanders hockey. You look at Nick Terrian in net. You got Mr. Lacroix playing well for them. Cavalcanti with 12 goals, 11 assists. Dylan Reynolds, Carson Glass. So you know what? This guy ain't made of glass. He's made of stone. This reminds me. Look at. We're gonna have to do some pool math at some point. <laughs> Here, I'll take this. Here, you know what? Just hold that up. Let's go to number seven. IHC is playing great, <laughs> but let's go to the Richmond Generals. It's hard to write on your face. I will tell you this much. Richmond Generals. Wow, that's messy. Wow, your handwriting. I'm trying to write it on your face. It doesn't work. Here come the Generals. So they were down here, right? The Generals are down here. They are moving up. They're marching. That's, a, that's an arrow for them. The Richmond Generals at number seven. Lucas, this team has dealt with injuries all season long. At this last Florida Showcase, it felt like things were starting to come together for these guys. Wesley Wilding, Brady Kangas, Owen Cross, Ian Draculis. This squad figuring it out. When they're healthy, they're incredible. Even when they've got some injuries, they're still a really good hockey team, right? They've got depth. That's the biggest thing at the elite level. If you've got depth, you can move pretty well. You can be very tough to beat. Richmond's got that depth, and, and they're still a, they're a tough team right now. And they've got some great goaltending in Aiden Muir with a 914, and how about Ethan Carlone? A 940 saves percentage. Carlone, the kind of name you don't want to run into in like the back of like a horse track in New Jersey, right? Like you don't want that, but what you do want is you do want them in net for you. 940 saves percentage, 179 goals against these eight and two on the season. The Richmond Generals continuing to march forward. We have number six. We go to that same division. These teams are gonna play each other three times in the next few weeks. The Potomac Patriots. And this Patriots team, Lucas, they look much better than the one in New England at this point. <laughs> yeah, they, they look more consistent. They, look, they could probably beat them at football at this point. They, yeah, I think uh, so too. Potomac right now, they, I think they're, they've rallied behind that organization. Right, We talk every month, it seems like, about how good this Patriots organization is. The coaching staffs as well, they're, they're just incredible. It's a physical team. It's a fast team. And if they get the puck out with, a, with an odd man rush, even two-on-two -two in the zone, I've seen them pull off plays that no one should be able to. Edward Caven with them in net a 219 and a 9.30 saves percentage. Zoran Varga continues to be just a point getting machine with 49. David Sesme with 42. Liam Hanna, Cole Whelan. How about Jurchevis with 25 points, the centerman? This is a team that scores at the forward position and they stay at home at the defenseman spot. They play physical D. They've got that, that Josh Gratton hard hitting style of play. 
They're a big squad and a squad to watch out for come Nationals time. Speaking of squad to watch out for come Nationals time, this team went to the semifinal last season. It's the Wilkes-Barre Scranton Knights at number five. Yeah, I think Wilkes-Barre, and again, you talk about consistency as I speak directly into the back of the whiteboard. You talk about a consistent team, Wilkes-Barre is that team, right? They they came into the league last year, obviously, as a powerhouse, the premier elite, and in the NCDC squad as well. A tough jump to make, they're managing it well. Facilities great, coaching staffs, again, incredible. Their players, though, they feel like a Swiss Army knife of a team. Yeah, and you got Zoran Barker for Potomac with 49 points, second overall in the league. How about Jason DiMatteo, 49 points for him. 32 goals scored. You want to know how many people have scored more goals than Jason DiMatteo in the elite? Zero. Zero. I was going to say it. I was going to say quick, it. Gotta be quicker than that. I've got the whiteboard. I've got the power. He has the whiteboard. He's got the power. And you know what? We got Jason DiMatteo with 32 goals. Carino DeCanto with 23 in second place for the Bandits. He's nine behind right now. Jason DiMatteo's pace with 49 points. Speaking of power rankings, speaking of having the power, no more powerful team right now in Florida than the Florida Eels. The Eels continue to be a top five squad in the elite. Hey, Lucas, look at them right in there, just sneaking through, peeking through. This Florida Eels team, Lucas, they are deep when it comes to this elite level. They can score it from everywhere. Lorenzo Marchetta is involved. They have 11 different skaters with double-digit points or better, including Grady Duden, who's done so in only 13 games played. Alexander Klingerman, Duray. You got Chermak, Goboo. You got Bailey Kaiser, the former Florida Junior Blade. This team is one to watch out for. Yeah, they've got talent up and down the roster. And one of the things we talked about with Matt Freer of the Metro organization, the voice of that Metro organization, was about depth. Right at this level, when you talk about top five teams, they're separated by how much depth they have, and the Florida Eels, they have that. That was quick. I didn't know you were going to come to the end of your sentence so fast. He's getting ready to write. This guy's locked in on one task and one task only, and that's getting us to number three. At number three, we go back to the Southeast in the Florida, in, in the Florida, in the USPHL Elite this year. It has really been tough to deal with these Southeast squads, and the Charlotte Rush have been one of them at number three. This is a team that's seen number one this season. Right now, the Rush sit at number three, and this is a team always looking to put a touchdown up, as Coach Troy Schwab calls it, and they continue to do so. Yeah, they're, I mean, they're always a tough team, right? And, and they, they do so well recruiting every year. That's, that's what the Rush do so well. And a team that recruits well is going to continue to improve. They know the Southeast and the rest of the elite is going to improve right along with them. I think they're a team that, that consistently brings in talent that can work on its own, but talent that can work well with the already established veterans. 15 different skaters with 10 points or more on this team. Spencer Barrow with 27. That call, that's what I call balance and score. Right? If you look at it, there's no, there's no one too high, there's no one too low on this squad. Everybody can put the puck in the back of the net. When you have that kind of ability to find scoring from everywhere, ice side, it really makes the game easier on you, right? And it allows everybody to be creative, everyone to get to work, and it allows everyone to be home defensively. They do just that. Spencer Barrow with a wheelbarrow full of points this year. 27 for him, tied with Ben Pearson for the team lead. Yanni Satsoulis, Evan Crawford, the young man from Connecticut. 11, 11 wins, two losses on the season, a 1.26 goals against average. Might just be the best netminder in the elite right now nationwide. He's joined by Perry Jacobs, who, you know, he's only got a 9-2-5. They can get goaltending from everywhere. And there's only one team in the Southeast right now who I think might have their number just slightly in the power rankings. They lost to them. This team lost to Charlotte on outdoor ice a few weeks back. 
Lucas, wait a second, don't give it to him yet. Lucas, go Lucas, go! Show it to him. Carolina Junior Canes at number two. Yeah, I mean, the, the Junior Canes, they, they're just so tough. They're tough defensively. They can score a lot of points. I think the big thing for me is is their combination. We talked about a Swiss Army knife of a team. I think the Junior Canes have that, but then I think they can match up with a lot of different teams with a lot of different looks. That's their strength. I feel like they're never really outclassed. You've been ending sentences so fast today. <laughs> I'm not ready for you to end these sentences. I'm on like Dan K speed right now. You're on Lucas Jones speed. Well, what I'm saying is there's a lot going on. we got a, a Tampa Elite practice behind us. This is we got some games going on out here. There's music playing. I can't focus <laughs> on more than one thing at a time. Two net miners for this team. I will tell you this much. They might be a number two in the power rankings, but I think this might be by the end of the year the best elite team to ever play in the elite all time, other than maybe the Charlotte Rush team that had some real quality talent. But during the COVID year where there were guys coming over the border, teams were a little more depth in the elite. Jacob Sanders, Pavel Matuin in there. They each are under a two goal against, two goal against average per game there. They're both over 9-3 when it comes to save percentage. They've got 18 wins combined between the two of them. That's unbelievable. Then you have Braden Strong, Tristan Sine, you got Jacob Gifford, Nathan Rhodes, Colby Markham, Luke Moses, Carter Ladasta, Matteo Biglino. Like, you look at this team and there's just so much talent in the building, so much talent in the room. They're a fun squad to watch. And, you know, Dan, you tell me that this is the best team potentially of all time in the elite. How are they not at number one? And, Lucas, that's where you start to look at our top squad. And this team was there last month. They've been there before this year. They're 21-1-0. They've won nine straight games. The second time this year they've had a win, a win streak of more than seven. 21-1-0. 21-1-0, 43 points on the year. They're a point ahead of the Bandits in their own division where they've played nine less games than right now. They have nine games in hand on second place. This team has allowed only 39 goals on the season. They are plus 82 in goal differential. Turn the board. Tim Plummer and the Northern Cyclones are gonna be there again. <laughs> No better plumber, not even you, Super Mario. Luigi, step aside. Tim Plummer's back in the building. You can't win games by an average of four goals in your differential and not be number one. You can't average less than two goals a game given up and not be number one. You can't run a defensive program like the Northern Cyclones do and then match it up with an offensive program that would still be one of the best in offensive divisions like the Southeast and Florida and not be number one. This Northern Cyclones team, they're number one for a reason. Can you guess my, uh, look at my screen here. You see the top of my screen? Can you guess what I'm going to reference? Because you know what? Lucas was telling me before this, he said, we don't talk about Bruno. You know what we do on this show? We do. We talk about him. We talk about Josh Bruno. <laughs> Josh Bruno, right winger, leading this team in points with 35 on the year and 23 games played. He's, on a, he's got one and a half points per game right now. Seven power play assists, two shorthanded scores. The big number, five of his goals of the game-winning variety. This is a year 2004 with a huge, huge future. Jonathan Patch, Austin Larson, Legend Ness there. Sean, the centerman, 17 goals, 11 assists for him, leading the team in goals scored. 
Noah, Noah Malcolm, Nicholas Stevens, look at Korchenko, you look at Paige, Slett, Bomal. Ty Slett's one of my favorite skaters. Last year, Ty Slett might have been one of the best players on this team. This year, he's skating as the ninth leading point getter in 23 games, and he's fit into a really good role style with yep. these Northern Cyclones elite teams. He's really playing a role player role, and it's made this team deeper. It's made them better. They've been so much fun to watch. You go to the net, I mean, any team that's only allowed 39 goals at this point in the season, how about Maximilian Pierce, 11 and one on the year, 1.64 goals against a 9.44 saves percentage. This guy has been as good as advertised. Lucas, I don't think you can top the Cyclones right now in the league. No, I don't think so. Any team that wants to play the Cyclones, go back and find that one loss and figure out how, they, how the heck they lost that game, right? Because it's a, it's a tough team to face. If you get by the defense, you still got to deal with net mining, right? And if you can stop the forwards, the defense is going to be on you in a flash. Lucas, put that board up there for the folks at home. This is normally where we would do a smash cut, but it's live. Dan, hit him with the smash cut music. Smash cut! Is that it? Smash Close cut? Enough. Normally we would Stop. cut to a commercial Body here. once told me the world was gonna <laughs> roll me. I ain't the sharpest tool in the shed. I have arranged for that song to be on all our broadcasts. We were looking kind of dumb with a finger and a thumb in the shape of an L on his forehead. And the power. Oh, is that Smash Cup? Yeah, that was that was our Smash Cup. That was apparently our advertising break. Which and it is not coming in. It is not. Is YouTube gonna like stop this video because I sang that too close? You know what? I like. don't think we have to worry about that. I <laughs> hope so. I hope we're okay. To the YouTube overlords, we apologize for absolutely if, nothing. Honestly, I apologize for nothing. How are you gonna fit twenty teams? You know, I just thought about that, Dan, and I'm gonna just do it. Maybe you just do eleven through twenty. I thought about I'll that. race it and then do one through I ten. I think that's the direction I was headed in. Go for it. I like that you're also headed in that Try direction. Try out. And while Lucas does that, we talk about this premiere. This USPHL premiere this season has been unruly, unwielding, tough to figure out when it comes to who the best of the best is. I had on my original list, we make our I make my first cut as we go to the power rankings. And I try to figure out how many teams I think could be deemed worthy of the top 20. I had over 40. That's teams that are on the rise, like Columbia, who got off the slow starts. Teams that are growing, like Battle Creek, who will go visit after winning the Holiday Follow Challenge, who have brought in some guys. Teams like the Idaho Falls Spud Kings, who have looked better of late. Or how about the, the Provo Predators out in the Mountain Division, who have Emmanuel Combo, a Kambu, who's incredible and just unstoppable. He's a large dude, man, who makes things happen. There's so many teams out here right now, but we start at number 20, cracking a top 20 for the first time since September. Lucas, keep your antlers down. You need to hold the board. <laughs> I don't have that many hands, but Minnesota I can Moose. It. it is the Moose cracking that top 20. Minnesota, you betcha. Yeah, the Moose, I mean, they, they cracked the top 20, I think based on, obviously, on their performance, you know, how they've done in the last 10 games, seven, two and one in their last 10. They're playing good teams. They're beating them. They're a very physical team. They deserve to be in the conversation. They've earned it. Can I put this out there? The other team I thought about at this 20 spot was the Blue Ox. Yeah. And it was a it was real coin flip. Right now, I settled on where they sat in the standings. The Moose at three, Blue Ox at six. I know the Moose have five games in hand on the Ox and an eight-point differential between the two. For now, we sit with the Moose at 20. Prove us right, Moose, or Blue Ox, prove us wrong. 
Lucas is drawing up a play right now behind the scenes. What are you That's drawing it. up? Uh, just a little treat for the folks at home. Drawing up I'm drawing play. up a power play. You I know. like he's drawing up his power play. That's Lucas is drawing up his power play. But first, let's go to our power play rankings. Before that, though, let's get the stats. I need to talk stats. What did I do? I hit the wrong button. Oh, no, hockey fans. Oh, no. Oh, no, hockey fans. As, as I live and breathe, it's at number 19, the Las Vegas Thunderbirds. Thunderbirds! Oh! We, got a chance to, we got a chance to see some great Thunderbirds hockey. We got a chance to see a lot of great hockey when we went out to the Vegas Showcase. Pacific, Northwest, some mountain teams in the mix as well, Pro Bowl Predators. And I was really impressed with how fast the Thunderbirds were. I think their speed is a huge asset to them. It allows them to create a lot of offensive looks. And it allows them to really smother teams. That was a big thing. They, they work so well in a system. They work so well you know, playing together. I think the biggest asset they have is someone you're about to talk about, Dan. Yeah, and with the Minnesota Moose, it was Bro Bronison. But with this Vegas team, how about Narek Alexanian? Yet again, one of the leading scorers in the USPHL Premier. 36 goals, 31 assists, 67 points. He has almost three points per game on the year through 23 games. And the big story in net has been Lorik Moran, who's got 7-5-1 on the year at 2-4-5, a 9-3-2 saves percentage. This team can do it on both ends of the ice. Cole St. Laurent, Nicholas Finaldi, look at Samuel Dumont, you look at Antoine Terigny. I mean, this team has been fun to watch. And talk to me, Goose! Loic Goslin, the Goose, 5-19 and 19 on the season from the blue line. This team, fun to watch, and I think potentially would be a team to watch as a potential upsetter of that Fresno Monsters team that we might talk about later in the episode number 18. Let it rain down upon you from Ontario. The Ontario Junior Reign, and we got a chance to see him in person, and Lucas got a chance to misspell their name off screen and do it right. I Good got fix. confused. You put like an, an H in there, the Rahim. <laughs> I started writing an N and lost focus, and I wrote an H, but there we go. Ontario Junior Reign, another really impressive team. Yeah. And again, I think I think the the teams that are out west are kind of all built similarly for this very high octane, fast hockey. It's fun hockey to watch. I think that's a big thing too. But one of the things that I like about Ontario is how physical they got at the drop of a hat. Right? They yeah. didn't they didn't always want to do it. They always didn't always want to engage you physically. But if you engage them physically, they're more than happy to get involved. Just like me and you. If you engage me physically, <laughs> I'm taking you down. <laughs> That's exactly what's happening. Get out of here. Ethan McKibben, you look at this guy, the leading point getter. I got marker on my shirt. I did. 24 goals, 32 assists, 56 points. Max Cathel, Jacob Pelletier. You look at Aiden Turner, Zach Stangness. Look, as two local celebrities, we really enjoyed getting a chance to call that Ontario Junior Reign. Extremely local celebrities, Dan Kay and Lucas Jones. Nicholas Heinzel in net at 336. Josh Henson, that's where Ontario, this second half of the season, is going to rely heavily on the net. This team's got the size to physical you up. They can body it. They can bruise you. Their coach, a giant. He is a big, <laughs> big dude. Huge. But you look at this squad, it is going to come down to what happens between the pipes. they got to stop pucks yep. in this division against Las Vegas, against Fresno, against Bakersfield, against Lake Tahoe, against Long Beach, against the whole crew, against San Diego, the Sabres, as I call them. Well, because teams from this division or with, with, on the West Coast, when they come to Nationals, they have no problem scoring goals. That translates really well. Teams from those areas, especially Fresno, using Fresno as our guide, 
they put up goals. The problem has always been stopping those goals on the other end. So if you can stop those goals and play good defense, looks like a Fort Wayne Spaceman goal. Score! <laughs> We're watching a game also live happen on the uh, on the rink right in front of us here. They might yeah. have just moved themselves up the list for that one. Oh, really? You might have been right. Oh, really? You well, might guess, have been right. I guess we'll wait you and see. You might have been right. When we get there. Somebody won. <laughs> I will sing Smash Mouth until we go off the You air. know, every once in a while, I am right. I was right in 2016. I haven't been right since then. Um, but, you know, we're working on it. Let's go to number 17. And number 17 in New England, the Islanders Hockey Club. They've kind of laid around this spot all season long. The New England division hasn't had a chance to play a lot of out-of-division opponents right now. Same problem with some of the other foes up there. Islanders, though, Ian Badgett, a 939 saves percentage, 1.80 goals against. This young man has been stellar in net. Tristan Swagger, Jesper Seaberg, Brady Carpenter, Daniel Woodford, Jake, Jack Roberts, Christopher Gallagher, smashing watermelons. No, smashing pucks into the back of the net. Five goals in a year for him. This is a team that, you know, they don't play the flashy style. They do the little things that you need to do. They do the stuff that college scouts are looking for. And I enjoy watching this Islands Hockey Club team play every chance I get. Yeah, they're a hardworking team, right? It's 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 not flashy. It gets the job done. I really like this style. But like you say, it's tough to really gauge a team if they don't play outside the division. Yep. Right? And you don't have those opportunities this year as much as you did last year where teams sort of had to play outside their division. So that makes it tough. But I don't think it takes away any of the work they've done. Makes sense. Let's go to number 16. Right, Lucas, go! This team just won the Holiday Follow Challenge. Now on ice, we were just talked to by multiple broadcasters and scouts who were at the Chicago Showcase. Every single one said, you know what, the record might not have reflected it win-loss for them, but one of the most surprising and one of the most exciting teams to watch, the Pueblo Bulls at number 16. And this is a team, Lucas, that I think if they can figure out the last little pieces, I would not be very surprised to see them visiting us in Utica at Nationals in New York. No, and I, I think what they what they need is, like you say, that last little bit, because to say they're hanging around is to, is to kind of undermine the work that they've done in a very tough, very physical division. They are fast. You, you have to watch this mountain division, the future NCDC West, is fast, is physical, it's flashy, it's everything you want. There's a reason they're drawing 1,200, 2,000 spectators a night. Crazy. Right? So I think with Pueblo, that last little thing, that last little bit of consistency, they're right on the edge. I mean, you might have hyperbolized the numbers slightly. They're, they're, the fire marshal would not be happy if they had 2,000 people in there. <laughs> I mean, hyperbole is part of the gig. That's all it is. Just to the fire marshal of Pueblo. It was not 2,000. Since I might be becoming mayor of Pueblo when I get my key. When <laughs> key. I get my key to I the city. I also don't mind keys. We better like get two keys, keys to the city. Keys. Get us keys to the city. If you don't get us, if you want us, Nashville. I'm gonna. If Nashville can pull <laughs> off a key to the city, I will find a way to get the Nashville too as the fourth team. Alex Timmons though in that a 9.15 saves percentage. Lucas Bork with an 8.90. Look at skaters: Thomas Susi, 18 goals, 21 assists. Scott Bugarin, Axel Clayson, Ian Williams, Kyle Laver, the Sandman, Alexander Sandin. This team. They can grind it out. They can physically get yeah, It's a tough mountain division. They can do the little things to win. I like this Pueblo Bulls team. I've liked them all year long. 16 seems like a good spot for them. That's where they sit right now. At number 15, and this is a side that, you know, they took care of business for the most part at their last showcase, their first ever for the USBHL in Vegas. 
It's the Oily Boys at 15, a tough loss to the Fresno Monster 6-3 to close things out there. The Vernal Oilers continuing to stay in the top. Oh, you wrote it as Oily Boys. I wrote it as the Oily Boys. The Oily Boys. I feel like that was a thing that we didn't think would become a thing, and like all things, became a thing. Yeah, it became um, a thing. But I, I, I think they, they've really, they've really taken it well, and they've you know kind of embraced it a little bit, and they play hard, man. They. They are a team that has a lot of depth, which is good for that division. They are a team that they just consistently is improving. They're going up against the tough opponents. They're going up against the tough teams, and they're, they're coming out with dubs. Number 16, dubs, coons. That's what we're talking about there. And Pueblo for the Bernal Whaley Boys. We're talking about Coach Janello, who has done such a stellar job with this team as a young head coach there in Vernal, the land of the dinosaur. How about Alex Renee Bartokovic, who put up 67 points in that first half, but Kyle Russell, Marco Casanelli, Presley Toff, look at Cho, Stalnacki, Lazani, Villarreal, who just got there. You know, this is, this is a team that a lot of talent in Vernal. They just made a trade with Villarreal, who will be making his way to the East Coast, Lucas. We might talk about that a little later in the show. But this Vernal team is stellar at 15. Let's go to number 14. And we head to the state of California. We go north. It's the Fresno Monsters, number 14 overall. They just beat that Vernal team head-to-head. Yes, they did. And generally speaking, all that earns you a little bit of a bump. And Fresno, you know, representative at USPHL Nationals, you know, they, they're a, a multi-year representative there. They're a good team. They're a scary team, right? And I think they're, they're able to play a full 60-minute game which really helps you towards the end of the season. It helps you when you get towards these January months as well, when you're really trying to grind out every point you can. I feel like Fresno was built to win. Yeah, and you look at point. Point is a good number. Christopher Moraldo, 69 points for this season, 41 goals, 28 assists. This guy is nice. Nice. They got a lot of good skaters nice. on this squad. Like I said, it's the depth. They're scoring from everywhere. 15 power play goals on the season, the special teams hero. 10 of his goals, count them, 10 of the game-winning variety. That is just stupid good. Fresno is dangerous. Emil Louv, you could hang this guy in the Louv. He's like a work of art when he's playing the puck. He's got 39 points. Ethan Jordan and Benz Powell, super balanced in net. Fresno, you know, they get goaltending with the way they can score the puck. This is the top team in the Pacific right now. You can argue me on it all day long, but Fresno is the team to beat to try to punch that ticket to the Nationals. Punch that ticket to the Nationals. I Lucas is least favorite phrase. I will be spending the next ticket. two months that ticket. coming up punch with a better phrase. Ticket. And anyone punch who likes to ticket. join me punch that can ticket. use any phrase punch other than punch that, that ticket. ticket. Punch it. Tickets don't get punched. They're digital now. Punching their ticket to the 13th spot in the power rankings. It is the New York Aviators and head coach Mike Stanaway. Congratulations to this squad. A record-setting 18 consecutive victories. That is just, we talked about stupid good. That's ridiculously good. Coach Stanaway is just, when you talk about playing style, I always talk about him, man. It's just, it is exactly what I want my hockey to look like at ice level in junior hockey when I can, when he gets that thing opened up and scoring goals and throwing numbers up there. But how about Michael Marino and Nett? New York's a tough place to play goalie, man. It's a tough place because you're going to see a lot of shots because they want to go score. Mike Stanaway puts a lot in his netminder. Michael Marino has been stellar. Yeah, and you you end up having to face a lot of shots as a netminder in that system, right? It's very open style. you got to get out there. you got to be a six skater. you got to be able to control the puck. you got to be able to stop your, your one-on-nones or two-on-ones. You have to be dynamic in net. And this is a team that's not really afraid to get out there on the offensive end. You know, for every... 
Her reaction is an equal and opposite reaction, and I feel like somewhere out there, there is the defensive version of Mike Stanaway that plays with three defensemen on a team and just hatches back. Action. Reaction. We did it. That's it science. Out. That's science. Number 12. Let's go to number 12. We talk about Matthias Raquel, though, by the way, first. 66 points in year, 43 assists. Christopher Freiberg, Oliver Monk. It looks like the juniors might have answered that question mark. Maybe Fort Wayne answered it again. Looks yeah, like the juniors, the juniors answered, answered back. back. It's 1-1 one, one over there. It's 1-1. One one. Matthias Raquel, Christopher Freiberg, Oliver Monk, Hunter Scanlon, Max Grenoble, Winterberg. This team just can score. How about Blake K-Shark? One of my favorite names in the game. The Shark! The goal-scoring Shark, Blake K-Shark. This team is good. Number 12, here come the Generals. Rise up. And this is a team that struggled a bit in Florida with this. Yeah, and that's a that's a barometer, right? That was an event that, because you're getting some cross-divisional play, we're able to pretty accurately gauge. They had some struggles. But again, we, we talk about some of the issues they've had this year. The, the injury bug has hit them at multiple points throughout the season. They've lost some of their key skaters. They're getting a lot of them back. But again, a team that relies on their systems play as well as they do, they're able to recover from that. They're able to battle through that. Their performance this year, even the games they've lost, they, they've been good. Yeah, I'll tell you what. Talk about the injury bug. There was a bug. Speaking of Florida life, there was a bug in my back window two days ago. Yeah. This big. Too big. And it was like a beetle. I think it was like a dung beetle. And its head, it's like this, like tiny. It's like a little, yeah. like, little, like, size of a pen. And it's just bottom. And it's like, if that thing got inside, I'd move out. Like, that the, would be it. It was the opposite of me. All body, tiny head. Tiny head. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it's all about, man. But this Richmond Generals team, Jack McCandless, Garrett McCabe, Austin Sawyer, Hamacher. You want to talk about balance and scoring. There's 14 guys with double-digit points. Alex Dupuis, Zachary Correa is back and playing defenseman. Jonathan Biber, David Hopteaser, Joe Petit. Nothing small about him. This guy plays big. Matthew Hamacher, Jacob Hall. I said Hamacher twice because he's twice as good. Big stat. This team has four shutouts. I have called all of them. Which is crazy. That's still crazy. The stat still stands. RC Light still hasn't got me an apartment in Richmond. Maybe that would be the difference maker. Let's go to number 11. And this one was an argument won by Lucas. I had him higher. The Utah Outliers from the mountain dropped from number 3 to number 11 in this month's power. Yeah, I, I think part of it is that other teams have had... Whenever a team drops, it's not always just due to their own play. There's other teams that you know, get rewarded for really good play. So I think it's an issue of other teams jumped up. Utah dropped a little bit. I think this is an aberration. I think this is going to be corrected pretty quickly here. Yeah. But when you're in the top five, it doesn't take much to drop you, unfortunately. 100%. And you look at it, Marco Felicetti... 2.54 goals against average, 901 saves. Nathan Dickey, 260. He's also a 901 saves. And balance in that mind. They won't have the same save percentage so far this season. Miles McHugh, Will Cohen's one of my favorite players to watch. Leighton Penny Peace, probably in that group as well. Nicholas Schwab, Waldhauser, Riette, like the the Bull Delzer, Kale Delzer. Kale Delzer, man, this is a young man, 10 goals, 22 assists, but he's a difference maker as an old three. He can get the job done for you. With this side, this Utah Outliers team, they struggled at Ogden a little bit this past month. I think by next month, my predictions are going to be top five yet again because I think they got a big month out. I'd agree with that. I, I think they're not going to be here for long. It's like when we had Metro at 10, right? They're, they're a team that when they hit that point, they bounce back pretty quickly. And now that we've reached the halfway point, hey, for you social media people who like to take screenshots take from picture. the show, take the show. Take, take the screenshot. Take the shot. 
This you can. We're not. We're not judging you, by the way. We put in the graphics work, so you don't have to. Take a break. Take a screenshot right now. Three, two, one. Screenshot. Screenshot. Okay, I'm gonna erase this now. Yeah, we we always love when teams just take screenshots because you know we we put in a lot of work on the graphics side, and we know that you all do too. So if we can save you some work, well, no no point in doing the same thing twice. All right, we get to number ten. We look at this team so far this season, they have been dominant in their division. One of the sides already in this top 20 so far sits one point ahead of them in the standings, but they've got their number head-to-head 2-0 against them. 22-4-0-0, 44 points, four overtime wins this year. This team can win games late. 16 consecutive wins as of today. The Wilkes-Barre Scranton Knights sit at number 10, and this team out of Pennsylvania is just unstoppable in the Mid-Atlantic Division. Yeah, they, they take care of business. You know, when they have to win a game, they win a game. And the fact that they're able to grind out those overtime games, I think adds to the calculation, for me at least, a little bit here, because that shows a resolve, a tenacity, right? They're, they're not giving up. They're playing all 60 minutes and then some. And it's tough to count out the Knights, you know, at this point in the season with what they've been able to do. Familiar faces in net. Oh, yes. Team. How about Tate Carmen? We'll start there. 10-4-0, 9-3-2 saves, percentage 205. But it's almost like somebody said something about the youngest goaltender last year in the Premier. Uh, who who could have said it? Which, that he was pretty stellar, and at in the right position, he could be right, unstoppable. Right. He could be great. The right guys in front of him. He could be a difference maker for a championship contender. But which two guys could have said that? I, I feel like it's two Paul, guys. It was us, and it's we Luke Remini, man. This guy's 11 and 0. He's 11 and 0. Okay. He's got a 168 goals against. Okay. And he's got a 935 saves. Okay. And he's got three shutties. This young man has only allowed 18 goals on 279 shots faced. He's unstoppable. He's unbeatable. Last year, he led the world in shots against, doubling the second-place contender and just continued to battle all season long. This year, he's seen less shots, and he's stopping almost all of them. Luke Remini is an absolute difference maker. You look in the score sheet there for them. You have Hunter Parker, Ethan Zupank, Landon Reed, Cole Mitchell, Ditton Hafer, like... This team just gets the job done in every way possible. Let's go to number nine. And number nine. Oh, go ahead. What do you got? I was going to say, the, the, first, the first ten we kind of got through, but the, inside this top ten there was a little bit of discussion, a little bit of disagreement. There was a lot of this. Including some very passionate disagreement in the top five. So get ready. It might get a little contentious. Number nine, the Hudson Havoc at number nine. They drop a few spots here. Tough loss to Isanti on the resume there. It's tough loss to the Fort Wayne Spaceman on the resume there. The Hudson Havoc at number nine, led by Harvey Dove, Jackson Carriage, and Jacob Jacuz amongst the rest. Yeah, and they, they've got some, some great skaters on this team. They've got some great players. I, I think, obviously, a little bit of uncertainty right now for Hudson, right? They've dropped a couple of games. But I think this is, again, a team that reminds me of a Utah team. Right, they're gonna they're gonna be at this point, and then they're gonna kind of kind of pick it up. The next month will tell. January is always kind of the, the show me month for a lot of these teams. Yeah, and I want to stop the festivities of the power rankings here for a moment. I mean, uh, talk to Scott Sturgeon and some of the crew from the Hudson Haddock this morning, Lucas, and we want to send first of all our well wishes to the, the Page family and especially Asher Page right now. He was involved in an accident. Uh, just a few days ago in the snow out there in Wisconsin. 
He is recovering right now, but Asher, we our thoughts are with you, man. We are there fighting with you to the Page family, to Asher Page. We are hashtag Asher Strong today, and we hope that everyone's doing all right out there in Hudson, all those guys. Lucas, we play this game of hockey, and sometimes these power rankings, these things, these games, these puck drops, things like that, they all seem like the most important thing in life until big moments happen. We realize just how important every day is, and we're happy that Asher Page is, is on the road to recovery. Yeah, 100%, right? There's a lot of things to get put into perspective, you know, but when the, the whole community is able to, to stop and take that perspective and, and help out any way they can, that's always, that's always what's really important. Asher, we love you, man. We hope all is well. Asher Page and the Hudson Havoc at number nine. The Havoc, this is a team. I would not be surprised to have a couple, have some rings on their fingers at the end of the year because this is a championship contender. Let's go to number eight. Let's get to a team that we're looking at right now on the ice, a team from Indiana. This is where the arguments began. Lucas had these guys at number five. You can blame me, Fort Wayne. I have you at number eight. The Fort Wayne Spacemen. They've beaten the Metro Jets. They've beaten the Hudson Havoc. They've beaten the Toledo Cherokee. It seems like they've beaten everybody. An incredible Chicago showcase for them. This Fort Wayne Spacemen team is real, and Noah Main might be the best player on planet Earth. Potentially. I have them at five, and that's because I believe in the Fort Wayne Spacemen. Dan. Dan does I not. believe in the you know, Fort Wayne Spacemen. Dan told me, he goes, Lucas, I do not believe in the Fort Wayne Spacemen. I do not believe in uh, hashtag Shrock Socks. Um, I think they're terrible. I think he doesn't have any style. And I said, Dan, I think you're crazy. But you know what? I'm at least willing to say this. Good for the Fort Wayne Spacemen for coming to the to this showcase. Yeah. Because this is what it's all about. You you, tr you put the money into the travel budget. It came out here to Florida. You're playing against the best of the best. You're playing games outside your division. You're putting that win streak on the line, really, yep. to come out here and test yourself. Because these are some of the teams you'll be playing at Nationals if you do get there. So why not get a January test instead of waiting until March? It's huge, right, for the Midwest East, for any of these divisions around the country. This is where I'll give you a crazy stat. So in all of Dan K's off-season work, or as I call the one week we get off in the middle of the season before we get right back on the road. Unless we get a phone call. Unless we get a phone call, I was putting together cross-divisional standings by division by team. How do you fare against teams not in your division? The Southeast Division this year, who Fort Wayne will be seeing a lot of down here in Florida. The Southeast Division, 29-0 and 0 against opponents not from the Southeast or Florida Divisions. 29 and 0 against the rest. That's crazy. That is a crazy statistic. And we will see how that continues as the season wages on. Yeah. We'll certainly see this weekend against some of the best the Midwest has to offer. Noah Main, 20 goals, 29 assists on the season. He leads the way for this squad. They are tough. Bryce Dunnigan in net. This is a guy we loved to watch last year. He continues to be stellar. 13 and 2 on the season. A 2.59 goals against average. That is their go-to man between the pipes. He's a former Connecticut Junior Ranger, if you remember the name, Lucas. He's a guy who nearly won a start of the game, had a loss against the Aviators just last year. Yeah, there is a, there is a lot of heritage on this team. They have definitely, definitely put a lot of talent together. I, I really do think that, that they're a team that is going to be higher. Next up, a team that Lucas has never believed in and has said since day <laughs> one that they should not even belong here in the top 20. He said, I can't even remember their name. And he said, whoever their coach is, I bet you I could beat them in a fist fight. <laughs> the Potomac Patriots and Josh Gratton. 
I feel like if Josh Grattan was asleep and I tried to fight him, he would still beat me. Oh, without, 100%. Without ever waking up. And that's what I feel like happens to the Potomac Patriots sometimes. They, you feel like you catch them asleep. And we've watched it happen, where, where Potomac will go down an early goal. And then all of a sudden, it's like they remember they're supposed to be playing a hockey game. And they'll dump seven or eight goals on a team. They're so fast. And they don't have speed guys and then physical guys and then skill guys. That's every guy. Every guy on that team can play to that level, and that's what makes them so dangerous. You look at this team, Johansson, Namov, Nystrom, Neeb, Person, or Pearson, Smith, Borodanko, Kingsbury, Showlander, the human Showlander, the Dan K. Showlander. You look at, uh, like, this team just doesn't stop. There's 14 different guys with double-digit points. you got Colton Wyasek with 13 points down there in the defensive position. you got Anglin with 13 points in just 12 games. This team doesn't stop, and Aglowski between the pipes, when he's in net for this team, Coach Gratz, again, I mean, this is a team that going into last season had never, ever, ever been in a power ranking for the education. This year, not only have they been in it multiple times, they're in it in the elite in the top 10, they're in it in the premier in the top 10. This Potomac team is becoming a powerhouse rather quickly. Watch out for the Patriots, and we're announcing now we'll be there January, almost June 28th. That's my birthday. <laughs> In case anyone has a gift, Dan K's birthday, June 28th. Remember that, June 28th for Dan K. There's one thing Dan loves. It is a box full of summer sausage. Don't do that. <laughs> Commissioner Bob Turo tried to send me cheese and like a platter for one, one box of year. cheese. And it was supposed to be, it was like Ten one thing of cheese sausages. and 85 summer sausages. I appreciate the thought. But I have too many summer sausages. I don't know what to do with them all. Let's go to number six. You're going to have to turn your board and write it down, Lucas. At number six, they're down here in Florida this week. It is the Metro Jets. And this is where it gets crazy because Lucas had Fort Wayne at five, Metro at six. I have Metro at six above Fort Wayne. Why is that, Dan? This Metro team has had eight shutouts in their last nine games eight in their last nine since Fort Wayne so it was almost like a wake-up call they lose that game and all of a sudden they're a different team I think today this is what power was all about I think today's Metro team is a different team than the team that played Fort Wayne I think they are slightly on paper just slightly I would pick them to win that game head-to-head one nothing two one maybe Metro at number six well, and the good news is both of these teams are here. So at the end of this, we're going to be able to look at their opponents, their strength of schedule, and we're going to be able to settle this a little more mathematically. But I, I, I buy Metro in this spot for sure. I mean, I'll always buy Metro. You know, I think they're a team that just performs at a high level every year. We talk about the rush recruitment. How about Metro's recruitment? And considering they're in an area, Dan, where every year the Detroit area, as a percentage of their hockey players, are, are in the top three to five of starting D1 hockey players. That is a region of the country that is pumping out talent, and Metro's in a prime position for it. And kudos to me for getting taken a Copperhead Golf Club and playing a PGA course for free with Metro Jets owner Peter Kamek, and <laughs> then being taken out to a beautiful lunch to receive I like a top that salad. In preparation for this, I was figuring out percentage of D1 freshmen, and you just golfed and had a top salad. <laughs> Great time. <laughs> I will tell you. If that doesn't tell you what the show is all about. I don't know what does. I had a wonderful time, Mr. Cannon. At number six, the Metro Jets. I could have put them at number one for taking me to Copperhead, <laughs> but I did not. In terms I of, cannot be bought. In terms of teams to eat Cobb salads with, 
potentially number one. Freddie Soderberg, a 928 saves percentage of 184 goals against. This young man just continues to be great. He was great with MJDP last year, great with Metro this year. Fluto, Schaumberger, Nutzel, Machnick, Kahn, Verowit. Like this team is so stinking deep, so much depth, and they figured it out. It was a slow start of the season for them. They are locked in. Outside of dealing with Toledo, that's the next, that's the last hill they got to climb. They got to figure out how to beat those Cherokee, and I know they're working on it. Next up, number five, the highest they have climbed in this year's power rankings, the Ogden Mustangs, who got two victories over the Outliers this month. Those are huge, right? And when you, in order to beat the man, you got to beat the man. And they beat the man. Those were really good games. Go back and watch them on hockey TV. The Mustangs, are, they're playing well right now. They are turning into a, and they were a first half team, but they're really turning into a second half team as well. Such a tough division overall to play in, Dan. I think at this point, they're rivaling the Southeast division in terms of the toughness, in terms of the quality of the talent. They are just working out there. Owen Yancey, 13-2-1 on the year, 13-2-1-1. A 2-3-7 goals against and a 9-2-5 saves percentage. Trey Hirschfield backing them up, playing well as well. This Ogden team, when they've got it going, they've got it going. 61 points for Jake Muir this year, 32 and 29. Dimitri Boyatzis with 45 points. Jacob Williams, Teddy Hember, Luke Foss, Andrew Alonzo, Jared Weiser, Jackson Ferry. And we're going to be visiting these boys very, very soon in Utah to take in the sights and sounds of Mustangs Faithful. Yeah, that is going to be a fun visit. We've never been out there. We're finally going to get a chance to. We... I think we're going to love it. I think everything that we've heard about Ogden means that we're going to love it. You're in an historic building. You've got a lot of good atmosphere. And you've got a lot of power outlets for Dan K to plug his laptop into, uh, which is apparently... That's okay. We'll figure it out. We've got it. Number four, the Northern Cyclones. Write it down, Lucas. Go, go, go. And you look at the Cyclone side, just like in the Elite, where they're number one, they sit at number four in the Premier. And... They just, they've been unbeatable. I mean, the amount of times this team just wins, they barely lose a game in the Elite Premier. They're really dominating the New England region, and it just goes to show that when you put Bill Wien, uh, Bill Wyan, I did it on purpose. Yeah, okay. I just, did it, it on purpose. A, it was a test Tell for me you. Tell me Wyan, they ain't nothing but a hockey coach. Tell me why and I'm trying to be number one in the power rankings. My name is pronounced Wyatt. <laughs> Dan no has to sing that song every time he meets him to remind himself. The number four spot. And I would like to say that this was probably the most contentious spot in the power rankings. Because Lucas hates the cycle. <laughs> No, I love the Cyclones. Lucas hates the next team. Yeah, I had the what? Cyclones. What? He said, yeah, he said it. Mark this. <laughs> Be ready for the next team. Clip it. Don't clip that. Uh, no, I, I I, think the Cyclones should have been above the team that is about to be in third place. Write them down. Because write them I down. think... Write it right now. Write it while you keep You're talking. just interrupting me. Write because talk. I think that the Northern Cyclones, in a three-game series would have the edge over the number three Florida Eels. And I why think I the think Florida that. Eels would beat the Cyclones in a three-game series by one game, but I think that everyone well, I mean, would have a great time, and I'd buy everyone pizza afterwards so that no one gets mad. <laughs> I think the Florida Eels are a very offensively deep team. Yeah. They've got a lot of great talent. Yep. But the Cyclones' defense is otherworldly, and in a, in a three-game series, I'm always going to pick lockdown defense over, over flashy offense. And I think the... Not the one thing the Florida Eels have going for them. I think one of the strongest things that the Florida Eels have 
is their ability to play individually or play in a system, right? They can give it to their skill guys, they can give it to Kiwisu, he can go coast to coast, they can put it in the back of the net. They can also dump it in on the forecheck, they can grab the puck, and they can send it back up to the blue line. But I think the Northern Cyclones every year are purpose-built to disrupt teams that are built exactly like the Florida Eels. So even though I have a lot of confidence in Florida, in this particular matchup, 4v3, I, in theory, would have Northern. Let's go to number two. Duncan Rollman and Ned. Come on. Guys, big. Six foot six. Damon Kiwisu. You're a college coach and you haven't reached out to Damon Kiwisu. You had in mind. Get the job done. Doing all this without notes now, by the way. So just so you know, this is all top of my head. Number two. This team has had the Florida Eagles number this season. The Charlotte Rush at number two. And this Rush side, you want to talk about depth. They might have the most of it in the country. Recruitment, depth over and over, year after year, month after month, right? When they when they send players on to, to different leagues and, and other organizations, there's another player ready to go, right? There is there is never really a down month for this team. If they lose more than one game in a month, they call it a down month at this point, but the Charlotte Rush just continues to dominate. Yeah, and you look at what they're doing in Charlotte, it's a professionally run organization that just continues to just print victories, right? And they're in the same boat as a lot of these teams in the top 10 where it's championship or bust this season. And that's yeah. what they're looking for each and every year. The rush continue to dominate, continue to bring people in. We talked about that stat in the Southeast. You want to talk about Dan is the Southeast the best division? I mean, right now in terms of win percentage against foes outside the division, 29-0 and outside of the Florida division, and 36-15-1 against the Florida division head-to-head. -head. So right now they have, we talked about want to be the man, you got to beat the man. They have proven themselves to be the man in the Southeast Division. And a weekend like this is when the rest of the country gets to go and beat these teams, right? You get to, you get to prove us wrong, and that's why we do the power rankings. I love the fun side of it, right, where a team comes in and they prove us wrong. They go 4-0 on a weekend. A team like Fort Wayne has a chance to put a great resume together and prove me wrong. A team like Metro can prove me right. Like, this is the exciting stuff about all this, and no team has been more exciting than back-to-back -back number ones. The first team this season in the Premier to be number one for two consecutive months, the Toledo Cherokee and Lucas, the blemish on their record. Again, no notes. They lost to the Northern Colorado Eagles last game before the break. And I heard from, you know, I, I won't name anybody, but they said, really? They, they saw the number one behind the scenes here. And they were from a rival organization. They said, but what about their loss? And I said, well, <laughs> they've beaten everybody else. And they lost one game before the holiday break. I have trouble focusing before the holidays as well. This Toledo Cherokee team, though, they are the real deal. With, Co with Mr. Crossland, Coach Kenny Miller, it's Miller time, I said. And they continue to be number one in this premiere until someone proves me wrong. And, of course, we won't say who this person was that brought up the loss. We won't talk about... You know their impressive knowledge of teams like Fort Wayne Spacemen, or if they broadcast for a certain organization that maybe has been battling with them across leagues at this point. It was Matt Freer, Matt Freer versus the Metro Jets. Um, but you know what? That goes to show you how tough that division is, right? Yep. It's it's you know well, what what they know everything about each other. They're they're going out week after week, and I think the big thing for the Cherokee, a number one team. Guess where they are this weekend, Dan? Here in Florida, they're playing here against the best in of the Florida. Best. They are taking this number one ranking and they are throwing caution to the wind, and they're coming down here against a stacked schedule in Florida. The best teams are playing the best teams, and that's going to reflect in their power ranking for better or for worse, but that's the best way to figure it out. Come down here, 
put your stuff to the test and figure it out. And we've got to get to work, Lucas. We've got to go call a hockey game here with the rest of the folks and the rest of the crew, Matt Freer and Christian Adams. Let's go through that top 20 one more time. This is your screenshot time. Screenshot time. That's your top 10. But top 20, number 20, the Minnesota Moose. Number 19, the Las Vegas Thunderbirds. The Ontario Reign at 18. IHC, 17. Pueblo Bulls at 16. Vernal Oilers, the Oily Boys at 15. Fresno Monsters, 14. 13, New York Aviators, 12, Richmond Generals, 11, Utah Outliers coming out of the backstretch. Number 10, out of Wells, Wilkes Barre, Scranton Knights. Uh, Going to go to number 9, Hudson Havoc. Number 8, the Fort Wayne Spacemen. Major Dantic Ground Control. Potomac Patriots at 7. Jets, 6. Ogden, Five Cyclones for Eels Rush Cherokee. That rounds it out your teams from all around the country. When Dan Kay's on the mic, it's always hockey night. Thank you to all our sponsors. Lucas, anything to say? See you later, folks. We're gonna go get to work. It's the showcase weekend here in Florida and Tampa, as well as up at the Cyclones Arena. You can watch all weekend long on hockey TV, remastered sleep, body trick, GMU Sport, Pueblo Bulls, run with the Bulls. That's what it's all about. Those are our sponsors. We're the Dan K Show, and I'm Dan K. Happy New Year, everybody. And congratulations to our Holiday Follow Challenge winners. We will see you soon on the Mustangs, Pueblo Bulls, and Battle Creek Kearns. Thank you for listening to the most watched show in junior hockey, the Dan K Show, presented by the Pueblo Bulls. For more information about the Dan K Show, head to www.dankshow.com.